Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Start with the ICBC rate freeze. and hey, you, you called the two-year freeze yesterday. Yeah, that's what one of the things I picked up yesterday morning was it was going to be a two-year rate freeze. And it was as it was pointed out to me, that would take it beyond the next scheduled election, right? So even if he goes, even if EB goes the full term and we don't have another election for two years, well, guess what? No surprise, no bad surprises for voters on their insurance premiums. Yeah, and it's, again, there was a bit of uh, smoke and mirrors yesterday because they said they're going to ask the BC Utilities Commission for rate freeze, but not disclosing. They already passed a cabinet order forbidding the, the um, utilities commission for uh, increasing rates. So it's not a it's not a polite request. So it's basically, it's a done deal. So even though the utilities commission is supposed to be quote unquote independent, it's, it, the, the cabinet can still order them around. It's right. So it, we saw that under the BC Liberals. We've seen yeah. this under the NDP. Uh, it's got pretty well since day one when the Utilities Commission was established. If governments say, oh, we're going to make it independent, but push comes to shove, it's not. Okay, I spoke to the Liberals about it this morning. They say that British Columbians deserve more choice on auto insurance. Here's what Trevor Halford, Liberal MLA Surrey White Rock, just told me. I think that drivers need options. Um, you know, when you have the cases that we've had before, people not getting proper support when they're injured, that shows you that the system is not working for everybody. And that's a problem. Um, that's been acknowledged. And I, I think we've got to look at the choices that we can have and put that before British Columbians. Drill down with him what, he's, what he means by that. Does that mean they'd reverse no-fault auto insurance? He didn't say they would do that. I don't that. think the Liberals would go that far because Why not? Uh, it, it helps ICBC's bottom line. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Absolutely no question. But he raises an interesting point. People who get seriously injured, yeah. should there be some sort of mechanism to allow them to get more payments than you get under no fault. So the so-called hybrid model where you pay more uh, for auto insurance, significantly more for insurance, uh, and you get a higher um, injury reward. Now, you're you're basically defying the odds. Uh, the odds are not – the odds are against you getting seriously injured. Very few people get seriously injured. But if you want to pay a premium – to ensure you get a, a higher payment. That's what I think Halford's talking about. That's what the Liberals promised in the last election. I remember talking to Andrew Wilkinson mm-hmm. about this, saying like what they would offer is they'd give you a two-choice model on basic auto insurance. You could do the no-fault, which would be cheaper, or you could choose what's known as a full-tort model, which would allow you to hire a lawyer and sue, but it'd be more expensive product to mm-hmm. buy, but they would still give people the choice. Didn't seem to go over too well with, with well, voters. Not entirely. I think... One of the Prairie Provinces has a hybrid model. Yeah. I'm not sure what that premium is. Uh, in, right now, if you're paying 80 bucks a month for insurance on the basic, no fault, uh, I'm not sure what the tort uh, premium would be. Probably significantly higher, probably a couple hundred dollars a month more. The other thing is, do you allow private sector competition? So that's what the private companies have been demanding for years. Okay, if ICBC is so great, as David Eby says, he's put out the dumpster fire, we'll let them compete. Let them put up or shut up uh, and compete the, against private companies. ICBC has been here for 50 years, and no government has decided to let the private side come in. The Liberals never did. Yeah. 
So I don't see that happening at all. Once the once the party comes into power, ICBC is their baby, and they're not getting rid of it. Yeah, and, 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 and the liberal the liberals had sixteen years to get rid of it. They had you know. sixteen years. To get, they looked at getting rid of it. They remember Gordon Campbell hired uh, consultants to look at it. They came back and said, "Nope, we're not, no. we're not getting rid of it, and we're not allowing the private side in." So the private industry can squawk all at once, and it's been squawking for fifty years, and they've made no inroads at all. How political is this rate freeze, though? I mean, ICBC is losing money. They're looking. They're looking at losing three hundred million bucks this year. Yeah. So ICBC says it's losing money on its investment portfolio. It's not losing money on claims or legal costs. If that was the case, if they were losing money because of claims and legal costs and litigation, then I think it'd be pretty foolish to to freeze rates. But if it's just purely investment income, which I'm told is now less than what was in the quarterly report in terms of a loss. Then I guess the cases can be made that you can you can still freeze rates, but everything to do with ICBC is political. Yeah. <laughs> it's been since day one. It's the most political crown corporation out there. Yeah. Uh, it's always used by governments to to pad the bottom line, to take money out, to freeze rates. I remember Glenn Clark came in government in the 1990s. First thing he did was fro- freeze ICBC rates on the eve of the election. He froze hydro yeah. rates. It was Mister Freeze, right? Yeah. So crown corporations are political footballs. Right. And watching David Eby make this announcement yesterday, once again, it looks like he's on a campaign trail. It's it's a very sort of campaign style announcement. But he keeps saying, look, I'm not calling a snap election, even though it looks like he's getting ready for one. I think he's just trying to establish himself in the public eye. Uh, Angus Reid pulled out yesterday, had his party well ahead of the uh, of the liberals, but his own profile is very low. People still don't know who he is. I mean, we knew John Horgan. He's the premier, even though Horgan had a much lower public profile. He was better known. He'd been on the scene for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, EB's still trying to become established. And he's going to have another announcement this week. Not sure what it is, but it, there's another one. I think it's going to be two a week. Wow. Uh, probably take a Christmas break and then right back at it in the run-up to the February budget. Okay, it's interesting to watch the, the strategy unfolding here. Let's talk about a federal by-election yesterday, Mississauga Lakeshore mm-hmm. in Ontario. Now, this was a federal liberal riding, but... You know, uh, by-elections are always like a referendum on the government in power. Trudeau's been through some tough times. It's a difficult economy. You know, could this have possibly been a pickup for Pierre Polyev and the, and the federal conservatives? Did not work out that way. The Liberals won. The winner here, former Ontario Provincial Finance Minister Charles Sousa, he wins this by-election. Here he is speaking last night. Takes a little crack at Polyev here. Have a listen. I also bring a lot of experience in the real world, so to speak. I mean, Pierre Pelliev brags about, you know, how great he is, but he has only talked about the gatekeepers, which he is a part of. He's a product of politics. I am not. I come to this with a lot of other experiences and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I've had to make payroll. I've had to run businesses. I've helped many others in, in the business world. I thought that was an interesting shot he took at Pelliev, basically painting him as a professional politician. Well, that's what he is. Yeah. He's been in, he's in Ottawa. He represents Ottawa Carlton. He can't be more Laurentian elite than, than that writing. But this is problematic for Polyev. This writing is in the 905 area code. This is where the elections won and lost. And the liberals, you're right, liberals uh, or governments tend to do poorly in by-elections. Uh, as you say, they're often a referendum. It's Their voters don't come out. But in this particular um uh, election, the Liberals not only uh, retain the seat, they increase their plurality. Yeah, they got more than the last general election. Exactly. So the, the, the Conservatives actually went backwards on this one at a time yeah. in, in a crucial riding in a crucial area. 
Uh, does not bode well for Pierre Polyev's uh, type of politics. Polyev didn't even campaign there. It was almost like the the conservatives just seemed to write off this writing. Like uh, Trudeau went in there and campaigned. A bunch of cabinet yep. ministers went in there. Dangerous to do to just kiss that writing off. Yeah. Again, nine oh five is where this thing is one of us. Um, yeah, so turnout was very low. I yeah, think sure. only twenty six percent. So you can't. Oh. Read it. Too much, but again, you can't see this anything other than bad news. The, the other thing, the thing is, like you said, this is suburban Toronto, so th- these are the ridings they have to win to form power if the conservatives mm-hmm. want to do it. Now, this is usually, very, typically, a liberal seat. It's usually liberal. It has been won by the conservatives in the past. Stephen yeah. Harper, yeah, Harper won this riding during his sweep of uh, Metro Toronto, and the Liberals won by six percent last time, and they won by fourteen percent. Yesterday. Yeah. So that's, again, when, when governments tend to do poorly in by-elections historically everywhere, that was the reverse uh, the situation yesterday. What does it say about Polyev leadership then? Because, I mean, this is a guy who's been doing very well, I guess you could argue, on, on social media in his communication effort. Seems to be heavily based on social media messaging. Does he need to to change the, the, the script here of, of how he communicates to Canadians? Well, I'm not so sure it's about how he communicates, it's what he communicates. I think by aligning himself with the trucker convoy, that was that was out of step with urban Toronto. I think people still care about that? Oh, I think it's still, in Toronto, the media in Toronto and Ottawa are still heavily covering that those those hearings. Not so much yeah. out here, but it seems central Canada still seems to be a little transfixed on that whole thing. And I don't think that does probably have any good. He just wrote this off. I mean, basically he said, the conservatives saying, well... We knew this was not a great riding for us, so we're not even going to send the leader well, like in there. Said, they, I mean, it. imagine if he had won it. That would have been a huge boost for him. Yeah. and th- They like didn't even said, try to win it. They've held this riding before. Yeah. It wasn't like it's a, it's a, a stronghold liberal seat. It yeah. won by, they won by six points, which is not a huge amount last time, and they won right. by 14 this time. Right. And when Stephen Harper won it, and he rolled through a lot of those Metro Toronto ridings, this is what Polyev is trying to replicate. You know, he's trying to connect with these suburban voters. And yet here you have a suburban by-election where, you know, it wasn't even a contest. The Liberals won it big. No, but it's, you know, it's still early days, I think. And uh, he, he still can pull this out. But again, you look at opinion poll after opinion poll, has Trudeau's numbers better than Polyev's? Let's listen to Tiff Macklem here. As the governor of the Bank of Canada, I gave a speech yesterday in Vancouver talking about the latest interest rate hike. Uh, the central bank's fight with inflation. He had some interesting things to say. Here's the governor of the Bank of Canada yesterday in Vancouver. This will relieve domestic price pressures and inflation will come down. The adjustment will not be easy, but restoring price stability is the most important thing we can do to improve the economic and financial well-being of Canadians. We've gone through a lot of interest rates hikes. It's been tough for a lot of people. It certainly has, especially new uh, homeowners yeah. just hit a mortgage bump. But today, the New York Times has a piece. Just uh, the breaking news in my in my inbox is that for the first time, price, food prices in the U.S. have come down. Hmm. So inflation may have peaked. Hopefully, that's the case. But uh, the Times is labeling this as breaking news that uh, the whatever the authority there is reporting, uh, food prices are down for the first time in months. Baldry's beat. We got lots of calls here. Let's go right to them. Ed in Surrey. Hi, Ed. Go ahead. Hi there. Um, I worked at uh, ICBC and I worked at the Compensation Board for a long time. And 
Um, what ICBC should do is take a look at what uh, actual no fault is that the Compensation Board has been doing for 80 years or whatever. Um, you need to extend benefits uh, for those who are seriously injured for life. In case of permanent disability, you need to have a, uh, as long as there's a causative significance relationship between the injury and the, per- the problem the person's having, they've got to be covered. You can't clip people or put a financial limit of several hundred thousand dollars or even a million dollars on someone's care in, in certain cases. And it just requires okay. adjudication and proper management. It's it's easy. I don't understand why they why they went this well, uh, uh, strange way. Thank you, Ed, for the call. Well, it'd be interesting if this evolves. Um, it seems more and more people are calling for this, some sort of hybrid or some option. And if the media keeps filling up with stories of people who really suffer bad injuries and are uh, basically out of pocket for life, that's going to put a lot of pressure on the government to change. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure I don't if- think they're going to get rid of no fault. If EB was here, he would say that they have not put this tight lid on benefits. Like they said, they've actually increased the maximum benefits to people who are injured up to like seven million. I think was mm-hmm. the, like if you are catastrophically injured, you know. So he's saying that people are getting the help they need, but you continue to hear lots of stories from well, people who say there's a lot of uh, loopholes or yeah. cracks in the in the surface. John in Kelowna. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing, bud? Good. Go ahead. Hey. A couple things. Uh, One is the uh, uh, interest rates from the banks, uh, and they use the crap about the uh, you're saving. We're trying to drop it. Hey, I'll pay more for food per month. Maybe up it might be up three, maybe five hundred dollars. But when your when my mortgage goes up two thousand dollars, that like, tell me when the last time, ever a bank when they report their quarterlies or whatever never made any money. (laughs) hundreds of millions of dollars these guys make and they try and stuff this and what gets me as canadians they buy this crap from these banks that oh we're trying to do this for you and it's the right thing to do hey i'll pay an extra 30 cents a pound for my tomatoes i shouldn't pay an extra two thousand dollars on my mortgage well thanks for the call bank of canada is setting the interest rate it's not your you know local it's, it's the benchmark rate and banks follow suit so it's and the Bank of Canada is not the same as the Bank of Nova Scotia or the Bank of you know the RBC or or Bank of Montreal. So it's you know, keep that in perspective. Now the interest rates um, they're gone up, but you go back a few years. We've been uh, lucky to have almost zero one percent interest for so long. Yeah. You come in the eighties and seventies, eighties and nineties. Interest I think at one point in the early eighties, interest rates were approaching twenty one percent. I mean, you want to talk huge mortgage rates? Talk to people who bought houses in the '80s, for example. So we've been we've been sort of accustomed to these low interest rates. When historically, that's not been the case. We've always had higher interest rates and have sort of adjusted our lifestyles accordingly. But hopefully, maybe the worst is over. Although yeah. he's Macklin signaled maybe one more rate adjustment. Yeah. We're still not at catastrophically high rates. Right. He did. He did not rule out further rate hikes. Daryl and Coquitlam. Hi, Daryl. Go ahead. Taking my call, I'm just a comment on Pierre Polyev. With this by-election in Mississauga, what does that tell Canadians about his leadership? Even though it was a tough constituency, and yes, Stephen Harper did ha- did take that constituency. If I was him as a fresh leader who's not well known to Canadians, I would have been on the ground there, going door to door and being at rallies. Mm-hmm. He didn't even campaign there. No. Last Thursday, Justin Trudeau actually went and campaigned yeah. in that yeah. riding. 
Yeah, yeah so did a bunch of his cabinet ministers. We're running out of time. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think this is a real setback for Poliev, and I think he's going to have to re-examine exactly his talking points, his policies. This did not resonate. Now, again, it was low turnout. But you'd think his people would have turned out, and they didn't turn out. Maybe he thought it would have been worse if he had campaigned there and lost, and then just I get, um, you know, I suppose that's just not a possibility. Up. But yeah. uh, uh, no, it's uh, you know, the liberals have had a string of bad news announcements for months. Yeah, I mean Trudeau's been taking it on the chin, and they win this by-election. That's not supposed to happen.